I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, I'm Sanchita Sharma. I'm the health and science editor with the Hindustan Times. Welcome to my podcast, Healthwise. Each episode will bring you up to speed with the top of the mind health, science, and environment issues. You'll hear experts who will help you better understand policy and decipher jargon so that you can make the choices that work best for you. Hydroxychloroquine is back in the news this week, and this time it's actually for a good reason. A study by the Indian Council of Medical Research has found that having four or more maintenance doses of hydroxychloroquine is associated with a significant decline in the odds of getting infected with SARS-CoV-2, which is the virus that caused coronavirus disease. Now, the study, which was published in the Indian Journal of Respiratory Research, found that if healthcare workers were given this medicine, their risk of getting infected reduced by 80%, which is really very high, if they took the maintenance dose as recommended for seven weeks. Now, India is the world's biggest producer of hydroxychloroquine, which is a cheap, safe and widely available drug that has been used to treat malaria for at least a century. Apart from malaria, it's also approved to treat lupus and rheumatoid arthritis and is currently being investigated as a therapy against coronavirus disease, which is why there's huge interest in the effectiveness of this drug. Now, this experiment therapy has been approved by the National Task Force for Coronavirus in India to be given to people at risk of getting infected. So this drug is given once a week, which is 400 mg once a week following a loading dose of 400 mg for up to seven weeks to prevent people from getting infected. So people at high risk are healthcare workers who are working in coronavirus hospitals, also the close contacts of infected people who could have been exposed to infection, close contacts of frontline workers, as well as frontline workers such as surveillance staff deployed in containment areas, police personnel and paramilitary forces who are involved in coronavirus-related work and activities. So how do these anti-malarial drugs work? Well, hydroxychloroquine is an analogue of chloroquine, which basically means that both these compounds have similar chemical structures and similar mode of actions against malaria. Both these medications are administered orally, which basically means that you can pop a pill with a glass of water. And they produce very mild side effects of nausea, diarrhea and muscle weakness. Compared to chloroquine, hydroxychloroquine is far less toxic. It causes milder side effects, probably because it's easier for the body to metabolize. Now, both these drugs are listed by the World Health Organization in their list of essential medicines. And they've been used safely to treat malaria for, like I said before, close to a century. In the absence of a preventive vaccine or a specific treatment for coronavirus disease, the only protection we have against getting infected is social distancing, using face masks, frequent hand washing, which includes both sanitizers as well as soap and water, 
and that's really the only barrier we have between the infection and staying healthy but since healthcare workers are exposed to high levels of the virus while taking care of very sick patients they need additional support they need personal protective equipment including gowns gloves face masks face shields and goggles but apart from that they also need drugs like hydroxychloroquine to protect them from infection so the study done in india focuses on using hydroxychloroquine as a therapy to prevent infection and not as a treatment so people who are severely ill with coronavirus disease are not given this drug simply because they tend to have very high viral loads and high cytokine levels which basically means that they do not respond to hydroxychloroquine therapy and the toxicities and side effects are also likely to be higher in very sick people whereas in india it's given to healthy people who still don't have the infection who are still healthy and they can withstand the side effects if any of being given hydroxychloroquine so what the icmr study found that again i quote it says that biologically it appears plausible that hydroxychloroquine prophylaxis before the onset of infection may inhibit the virus from gaining a foothold so what they basically saying is if you give it to healthy people who are not infected it's highly likely that it will prevent the virus from entering the body and establishing a foothold inside the body now several other studies done globally have found very serious side effects related to hydroxychloroquine and i'm going to talk about them later uh, but again these studies were done in very severely ill patients now in india when it was given to healthy people it was found that there were no significant differences in the occurrence of adverse effects or side effects between the people who were given the drug and people who were not given the drug and they found that the three most common side effects were nausea which was about found in about 8% people headache about 5% and diarrhea which was about 4% people and these were again very mild cases so it was nothing serious nothing life threatening and the benefits of giving the being given the drug were far more than the mild side effects it caused so while none of the controls are complained of palpitation only one case out of 172 reported palpitations so the study basically concluded that till we really have a treatment or a strong preventive vaccine and or drug to prevent infection this study provides actionable information for policy makers that can be used to protect healthcare workers and frontline workers from coronavirus infection and the study also points out that this doesn't mean that you should not use personal protective equipment like gloves gowns and other and masks because they should be a part of the arsenal we have to protect ourselves from infection so why is there so much interest in this anti malarial drug when it all started with president trump hailing it as a miracle drug and he said it could cure coronavirus disease and then recently just a couple of weeks ago in the white house he told reporters that he had been taking hydroxychloroquine for a couple of weeks to prevent coronavirus infection so several international studies have found that this anti malarial drug brings no benefits to patients who are admitted with hospital with severe coronavirus disease the most recent study to declare the drug a failure was an observational study published in the highly cited journal the lancet which found that the anti malarial drug did not prevent infection and brought actually no benefit for patients with coronavirus disease and it found that it was actually associated with an increased risk of serious heart rhythm complications and the study was published recently on may 22nd the lancet study 
came two weeks after the U.S. Food and Drug Administration warned the public against using hydroxychloroquine and chloroquine without prescription or supervision because they said there were reports of serious heart rhythm problems in patients treated with these malaria drugs. Two days after the Lancet study was published, the World Health Organization temporarily suspended trials of hydroxychloroquine because of safety concerns. WHO Chief Scientist Swamya Swaminathan said, and I quote, we chose to be proactive and err on the side of caution. So the trials have been suspended, they haven't been halted, and the WHO is currently reviewing data collected so far in the solidarity trial and in seven other studies on hydroxychloroquine to see and analyze whether it actually causes very serious side effects or whether it brings some benefits to patients. Now, Solidarity Trial, which is a multi-country trial being run by WHO, is investigating the use of hydroxychloroquine as a treatment for patients hospitalized with COVID-19. And it's not testing it as a drug to prevent infection, which is what the study in India did. But what the WHO did say that it's an evolving situation and we need a lot more evidence to establish its safety and efficacy. And if that is established and the benefits are established, the trials will be resumed. Now, several scientists have had serious reservations about the Lancet study, and a group, about 100 of them, wrote to the WHO chief scientist Swamya Swaminathan last week, pointing out inconsistencies in the Lancet study and asked the journal and the authors to share more details about their analysis. And this was reported by the New York Times. And the group said that the the decision to suspend trials of the drug was a very knee-jerk reaction on part of the WHO. And they've said that the drugs appeared less effective because the data suggested that those chosen to be given the drug were far more ill than the rest of the group who were studied. So this basically also confirms what India found. India found that when healthy people took the drug, it prevented infection and protected them against disease. But if it was given to sick people, it did not have much effect. So till we really have more evidence, we have more data to show that the drug is safe, the study from India really becomes very important to help governments take policy decisions about using hydroxychloroquine to prevent coronavirus disease. It's very actionable information for policymakers because this drug is very cheap, it's easily available. Like I said before, India is the world's largest manufacturer And we've been uh, exporting it to other countries as well. So if we keep all that in mind, it becomes a very effective tool, a very effective arsenal in the war against coronavirus disease, which the world has to win if we want to get out of this current crisis and end the epidemic. If you still have any queries or would like me to cover a certain health topic, do feel free to reach out to me. You can reach me at sanchex, that is at S-A-N-C-H-X or at HT Smartcast. We are available on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For more such podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com. Until next time, goodbye. Hi, I'm HT Smartcast, and I hope you're safe and well. The next episode is about to begin. But just a small message of solidarity before that. In difficult times like these, living in isolation isn't going to be easy. But what if working from home, our own comfort zones, helps us discover new ways of being? What if this calm, this rest, 
it helps us listen to ourselves and the people around us more deeply. While that happens, you can find me at htsmartcast.com. Connecting you to the world of comedy, culture, motivation, news. You know, just in case you need some smart company. Thanks for listening. Take care. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.